1: Campbell on the podcast where we talk about practical ways to live happier, more connected, more engaged lives. Doesn't that sound good? Today, I'm introducing one of the things that helps me do all of that one stop shopping. My friend Sherry, we've been besties since college, which is about a billion years ago. And the one thing I can always count on from Sherry is honesty, she tells it like it is. And naturally, I do the same for her because besties. The Gale to my Oprah or the Oprah to my Gale, we kind of flip back and forth. So when I launched the podcast, Polly Campbell simply said, when I've written each of my books, when I've written an article, she's always weighed in, shared the things that worked for her, the things that didn't work for her, her opinions, her ideas, her strategies, and she always lets me know if I'm totally clueless. So of course, she has thoughts about the podcast, and I want to hear them. So I thought I'd have Sherry in once in a while to give me her take and her ideas on the things we discuss here. And Sherry, hey, welcome to the show. I'm wondering, am I full of baloney or is this working for you?
0: Hey, Polly, well, thanks for having me on your show. First of all, I can't believe this is a thing. So uh, congratulations (laughs) on that and uh, allowing me to come in and tell you where you're wrong, (laughs) tell you when you're right.
1: right. We straighten each other out. I think everybody needs a friend like that. Today, it seems fitting that we talk or we start talking about a topic that I covered in my show about a month ago, and it's a topic that I think we have talked about our entire friendship from the days we met in college when it seemed like we didn't need any sleep at all. We were pulling all-nighters to study or whatever else was going on, and then we had kids, and we never slept, though we wanted to sleep, and now what? Perimenopause, life stress, all the other stuff that gets in the way. Why do we keep talking about this? It's a biggie to me, and you had some thoughts about it. What What do you think? Are you sleeping well?
0: <laughs> you know, it is a huge topic for me. I have never been a good sleeper, and especially when kids come along, um, it changed my whole sleep pattern. I don't have trouble falling asleep. My problem is staying asleep. So when I was listening to that podcast, you had fantastic ideas to getting to sleep. But my thought kept saying, what about those of us who wake up in the middle of the night to pee or because you hear your kid or, and then the start, the thoughts start to roll and you're like, whoa, now I'm not going to get enough sleep. And then the anxiety about not getting enough sleep kind of amps up. What are your thoughts about how to get yourself back to sleep?
1: I do the same thing. I mean, I, I lay there and I get mad that I'm awake in the first place, but it's what I've been doing lately is... Just laying there and thinking not about the day ahead, but something I'm grateful for. Um, Sometimes something I'm looking forward to down the road, something that worked well in the day. I I don't tell myself to go back to sleep, but I try to engage it in a way that is more relaxing than all the stresses that may be coming up the next day. I don't want to go to sleep thinking about what's not working. And that's true when I go to bed. And that's true when I wake up in the middle of the night. I don't want to be caught up in the anger that I'm not sleeping. I wanna, I wanna be there and feeling good so that I fall asleep again with that more positive energy circulating.
0: That makes sense. I think what I've really been trying to do lately is stop fighting it because I found the anxiety of trying to get myself back to sleep was actually hindering me getting back to sleep. And I would be like, oh, my God, now I'm going to be more impatient with my kids. I'm not going to be as productive as work. I'm going to eat more because of the hormones get all screwed up. And I just get all amped up. So I finally just like, there are just nights where I just have to say to myself, you're not going to get a full night's sleep tonight and kind of let it go and try to just relax. And it's acceptance. I'm accepting I'm not going to get a full night's sleep. And usually I can calm myself down to get enough to get through the day.
1: There was a big sleep study that just came out not too long ago and they studied 44,000 people, which is a huge study. And they found that the average adult needs seven to eight hours of sleep. I, I want more than that. I never get more than that. I want more than that. How many, do you have an optimal time that makes you feel best? Like, do you know it in your body when you've slept enough?
0: If I can get seven hours, I'm good. I'll feel six or less. So I, I try to aim for seven. I wake up naturally, whether I get two hours of sleep or eight hours of sleep, I will naturally wake up every morning at 5.45. Yeah. So it kind of, it puts some constraints on, on how much sleep I actually do get. But seven is good for me.
1: I get up early too during the weekdays to do my morning rituals to start, start the day off. And I'm so used to getting up early now that even on the mornings when I can sleep in, my child's a little older now, she's sleeping later. Even on the mornings when I can sleep in, I wake up naturally and it just, that drives me crazy. But I feel like I could rest a little more. I do not like sleep. I'm very aware that my body needs a lot of it. I'm fatigued a lot of the time, but I just wish I didn't have to do it. It just gets in the way of all the other stuff I want to do. It's so time consuming, isn't it, all that sleep? I do get up early because as I shared a couple weeks ago, I want to start, I want to set the tone for my day. And I used to wake up, uh, you know, with arthritis really stiff and achy, with aging really stiff and achy too. Uh, but I'd also wake up kind of frantic with all I had to do and there was no pattern and I'd I'd fly out of bed. It's kind of a slow motion flying out of bed, but I'd, I'd get up and get going and I would just feel frantic and behind and, and not very grounded. So I started a couple years ago, uh, with a morning ritual where I give a, a quick gratitude. I go for a very brief workout, 20 minutes a day uh, in the morning, come back, savor a cup of coffee. Then I write morning pages and and go into the day either with a meditation or with a book I studied that inspires me about writing or whatever it is I'm working on. And that has really helped to ground me, but it has got into my sleep because in order to have a powerful morning ritual, I think you need to be quiet. It's got to be before the day begins, before the kids are up, or you've got to get ready for work, or whatever's going on in your life. And so that's got into my sleep. I found when I don't get up early enough to take time for that, I don't feel good. So it's been a trade-off. I feel better when I build in the time, but it means I'm getting up at 5.30, 5.30, sometimes 5.45, sometimes even earlier to fit it all in. Do you have any rituals
0: you start your day with? First of all, I have to tell you, in listening to your morning rituals, I was exhausted. <laughs> you, ac- you seriously accomplish more in your morning ritual than there are, there are probably some people doing their whole day. I'm like, oh my God, I have failed at the morning rituals. <laughs> <laughs> my, Mine is is is. Not that uh, uh, complicated. Well, I, I aspire to accomplish what you have accomplished, but I do have a morning ritual that is not all that different. It started about 10 years ago when my kids were younger. I had my own business, and I was just rushing through my morning, and I just had to take a big pause. I was feeling stressed out all day. Even on days I shouldn't be stressed out. And so I did something very similar as you where I – decided to start waking up early and I created a space in my home that is quiet. So even if my husband is up and wanting to talk to me, he doesn't really have access to me. I, my tea, it used to be coffee like you, but I switched to be a tea drinker about three years ago. So I have my tea. I have the morning paper, which now I read on a computer. And I have my breakfast and the breakfast part is really important to me because A lot of people I know, you wake up, you get going, you go, and you go, and you don't take time to eat, and I'm one of those people who believes that eating something in the morning is pretty important for your day, so I make sure that's part of my whole routine, is making sure I get something. So it's quiet, paper, tea, breakfast, and I try to give myself at least 30 minutes.
1: I think that makes sense, and I think, um, you know, I know I I have different things that I want to fit in depending on my, my week. But I, I keep mine under an hour and sometimes it's a half hour. I think you create rituals uh, to infu- to set the tone for your day and to fuse your, infuse your life with more of what you want. And it can be a five-minute ritual that you do every day. It can be an hour-long power hour, you know. Um, and depending on my energy level and what I feel like doing for that, that day. But I always decide the night before, is this going to be a workout day? Is this going to be... Uh, you know, I do morning pages every day. That's my writing. But is this going to be a, a study day, a reading day? Uh, it's always coffee. And I do the other, I do the writing every day, always coffee in the writing. And then um, the rest, the others, I, I build in four or five times a week just because it feels better. But it doesn't have to be complicated. Initially, I think it all feels a little cumbersome when we're establishing a new behavior or a new routine. So uh, I suggest people try Create a ritual and, and what makes it a ritual? I mean, we're talking about habits, but what makes it a ritual is this is dedicated time that we get quiet and we're deliberate and we're choosing behavior to support ourselves. So I, pick, I, I suggest you pick three to five things that you can replicate every day, things that support you and show you up. And I really recommend that you pull from the mind, body, spirit. Do something to uh, infuse your body. Um, Go for a, a light workout or, or a, a strong one if that's your thing in the morning. Eat a healthy meal. Go out and, and bring in the morning light and wake yourself up with natural light and get those circadian rhythms back on track. Whatever it is for you, the mind can be, you know, a, a prayer. It can be a meditation. It can be a moment of contemplation or quiet. And the spirit can be a gratitude or a meditation. Or, you know, the mind can also be study. Find ways to infuse those three areas of your life with the thing you want to create. If you want to build in more relaxation or more fun or more efficiency in your day, choose behaviors in those three areas to uh, support the tone you want to set for the day and then keep at it. I love Sherry. I love the idea of a good breakfast. In fact, you and Oprah share that mm-hmm. Oprah's morning ritual includes uh, slow healthy breakfast, and she does a short workout most mornings too, but she wants a slow, healthy breakfast because she found what, what you did that otherwise it gets neglected. And it's, it, it's the rawest form of self-care, I think, giving our body the physical fuel it needs for our mind and body to uh, respond. So you and Oprah, girl, you got it going on.
0: Something tells me that um, Oprah's not making her own breakfast though. <laughs> Dude, maybe <sighs> that's the thing. Maybe <sighs> that's the first. Chef to
1: make our breakfast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Any other habits? You know, I've, I talk I, personally, you and I talk a lot about habits because for most of my life, I was really about limiting myself, about cutting back on bad habits, get rid, trying to get rid of the things that I didn't feel like were working for me. And about two years ago, I changed that because it just wasn't working. I felt so rigid and so strict and I wasn't having much fun and it wasn't working. So instead of cutting back the things I I didn't want to do anymore, I just focused more on adding the things I wanted more of in my life. I wanted uh, to feel better. So that brought in more fruits and vegetables that brought in more movement. I wanted to be more creative in my work. So that brought in the morning pages. What do you think about that approach? I think
0: it's a good reminder. Actually, when you create, when you recorded that podcast, it gave me pause And you're right. And I was a health coach for several years and a lot of my clients are very, or were very focused on cutting out. What could they cut out? What could they restrict? It's punishing. It really can be punishing if, but that's kind of the way our culture is, you know, say restrict, take away, take out. Um, it's natural. It's, 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 um, it's just kind of human nature. So you're, You're good. It was a good reminder that adding in is also an amazing way to take care of yourself. And oftentimes, and I think you mentioned this in the podcast, when you add something in, sometimes it squeezes something out that you're trying to get rid of anyway. It can be a natural adding in. It's called crowding out kind of was a term we used uh, when I was in nutrition school. But
1: crowding um, out. I like that you crowding out the bad stuff with the
0: better stuff. Exactly.
1: What are you crowding out? Do you think of it in those terms in your life then? What do you what what kinds of things in recent years have you brought into your life that that you think has worked for you?
0: Okay, so this is going to be funny because it's so simple and I've had to do a restart on it. Um but again it goes it goes with just basic self-care and I think basic self-care is something that especially for busy parents and moms specifically, because that's what I am. That's what I know. We tend to forget to take care of ourselves in the most basic of ways. So the one thing I have let fall by the wayside is my water consumption, Mm -hmm. which is funny as, again, a nutrition coach. It's one of the first things I worked with people on. But I don't drink enough water and I don't feel good. I'm tired I'm lethargic, I crave sugar, I don't sleep as well, but yet I don't do it. And so it's something I've been really working on is adding more water into my day.
1: I'm sitting here slamming the coffee down and looking for my water bottle as you're talking. And I I think that's true. I think we forget how simple those things can be, but how important, because I know there's a lot of research that says when we are even slightly dehydrated, we don't think as clearly. We're more prone to up and down in our moods. We have a hard time processing, remembering things.
0: It's so true. Just Google it. You'll find everything, everything water can fix and you just feel better. But yet again, so I ask myself, why won't I do it? So when I was listening to your podcast. You know, I, I'm like, what do I do? What can I do to really get this to stick? I mean, I ebb and flow, but one thing I realized I wasn't doing is I wasn't creating little motivators or rewards for myself. I just think I have to do it because I'm a grown up, and that's what grown ups do—you do it. But I loved your idea of adding little rewards or motivators.
1: Which did you do? Do you have a reward now for that?
0: Like, well, how, do you, okay. how do you do those? I know. How do you reward yourself for? drinking water except having to go to the bathroom more. Um, (laughs) So I tied it into my morning ritual, actually, because what do I love in the morning? I love my tea. So every night before I go to bed, I put my tea mug out, and I put this big cup out right next to each other. And I will not let myself drink my tea until I have a big glass of water to get my day started. So my tea has become part of my morning ritual now, but my tea has become... reward for my water once i get started i'm pretty good throughout the day um it it brings it to the forefront of my mind if i do it first thing in the morning
1: you see one you think of the other so you get them both done then you have your enjoyable tea and you get your hydration
0: yes but i gotta do i gotta have it out in the i mean it's gotta be sitting there when i wake up in the morning next to each other you
1: know that brings us to the simply start segment and i think that's really we're talking a lot about self-care today sleep and and building in good habits, crowding out the bad with better habits and things that we want to really do to feel better in our day. So let's take let's make that to simply start. Drink more water. And if you're drinking enough already, if you feel good doing that, then bring in another self-care habit a simple thing that you can do throughout the day that's gonna infuse your life with that energy. Simply start. These are simple little things that we can do to elevate our life experience. And I think that's a good one. Drink water or put the habit you wanna create next to the thing you're already doing, the thing that you already enjoy. It'll help you start that new habit and crowd out the ones that aren't working for you. I love that. Okay. Sherry, every show we have a Simply Nifty segment where I bring up an idea or a tip or a video or a book or something that I really love um, that I use in my life to make things a little more fun, a little easier. Do you have something you want to share for the Simply Nifty segment today?
0: Yes, I'll share. It's Simply Simple and Nifty. Um, I have started, so we're talking about habits and bringing up my whole water thing. So I get started in the morning, but what I have started doing is using my phone, which most of us, we have our phone with us all the time. I have started setting an alarm, alarms throughout the day that remind me to drink water. So I'll be sitting here, maybe writing an article or, um, you know, having coffee with a friend and the thing will ding. And that's my, that's my cue to drink more water. So Pick up your phone, set your alarm. It's not just for waking up in the morning, and do your habit. This stuff is practical, and I think when we build this stuff into our day,
1: we can live well, do good, and feel happy. Sherry, thanks for being with us today. I hope you'll come back next month and let me know what I got right and what's not working for you. That's it for Polly Campbell Simply Said. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Sherry. And now let's go live well, do good, and be happy. (music) electric gas the electric acid, electric acid.